Nyata, hello. It's Alison here from a church in southwest Victoria, Pequaran country, from a little church called Sanctuary. This week as cataclysmic floods pour across Pakistan, destroying farms, roads, towns and infrastructure, and displacing over 30 million people. As unprecedented heat waves and wildfires continue to threaten much of Europe, as long-term drought impacts water security for millions of people in the southwest United States, as we brace ourselves for the likelihood of another La Nina cycle and further devastating floods, as we learn that the catastrophic bushfires along the Great Dividing Range burned six metres deep in places. Well, the most famous words of Moses' most famous sermon should ring loud and clear. I have set before you today life and death, good and evil, he says, referring to the 29 chapters which precede these words. And so Moses continues, If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, by loving the Lord your God, walking in their ways, observing their commandments, decrees and ordinances, then you shall live. But if your heart turns astray and you do not hear, but are led astray to bow down to other gods and serve them, well, I declare today that you shall perish. So choose life so that you and your descendants shall live. And you'll find this text in Deuteronomy, chapter 30. Now, of course, Moses wasn't talking explicitly about climate collapse. But in the extended sermon, which we call Deuteronomy, he sets out a way of living in harmony with God and neighbour and land, the way of Shalom. After centuries of slavery in a rapacious and exploitative economy, The people of Israel needed to learn how to live rightly with the land, and so as my friend Beth Waldron Anstis writes, Deuteronomy teaches the community to transition to a sustainable relationship with the natural resources of the landscape. And it does this through rhythms of work and rest, through an observant and modest agrarianism, through responsibility to neighbour, through limits on sowing, and harvest and consumption, and through justice for the poor. Reflecting on this, I am struck by how reluctant we are here on this continent to live rightly and well with the land. Life in ancient Israel was necessarily different to life here, but I suggest that our charge is essentially the same. That is, knowing as we do good from evil, Our fundamental task is to live within limits, to tend and to serve the earth and to eat of its gifts. With colonisation, however, came an absolute refusal to learn how to live within the law of the land. Instead, colonisers destroyed and disrupted carefully managed ecosystems. They killed, displaced or dismissed the law men and women who knew how to live here in harmony and they rejected all limits. And now we reject even Western ways of knowing, as we as a society consume vast quantities of red meat, travel vast distances in fossil fuel-burning cars and planes, and live in vast houses. In fact, 
Australian homes are now the largest on the planet and that is nothing to be proud of. Because we know better. Because we know that burning fossil fuels and farming red meat produce enormous quantities of carbon dioxide. That carbon dioxide traps heat near the planet. That this is warming both oceans and atmosphere. And this warming is already leading to drastic and disastrous changes in sea levels and weather patterns. And we know that this is only going to get much worse in the very near future. We know too that nearly 60% of the world's agricultural land has been handed over to beef production. And yet beef accounts for less than 2% of the calories people consume. It's the food of the rich we keep on eating, even as we know that simply removing red meat from our diets would allow vast tracts of land to be returned to complex carbon capture, beautiful ecosystems. We know this and we know many, many other things. And yet we continue to fly and to drive and to send our cities sprawling and to subsidise fossil fuel industries and to produce and eat cheap meat. Even as the earth groans and regions flood and burn, we continue to choose evil. We also know this, that our neighbours are no longer just the house next door or the people in the next village. Our way of life impacts children in Pakistan as a warming caused by Western economies and industries and households created the conditions which produced the devastating floods. We know this, and yet we continue to choose death. For as long as we bow down to the gods of money and exploitation, the gods of endless production and cheap goods and overconsumption, the very gods Israel once walked away from. People will keep dying, and we too will be profoundly affected. The way of the wicked will perish, warns the psalmist, for they'll be burned up and washed away by their unsustainability, by their refusal to live within limits. But the worst of it is that they... We will take very many others with them. And yet there is another way, a way of wind farms and solar power, of smaller homes and contained cities, a world of walking tracks and local living and bike paths and public transport. It's a way of old clothes and second-hand goods and not too many of them. A way of fixing things, mending things and making do. It's a way of collective action to divert public and private investment away from fossil fuels, a way of humility and simplicity, in which many of us can affirm with Proverbs, better a dinner of grains with love than steak where there is strife. It's a way of local potatoes and backyard silver beet and eating just enough. Of course, in a world where there's a newer smartphone, a better kitchen, a more distant holiday, a nicer car and out-of-season strawberries always beckoning, this way of life doesn't seem very sexy. And I'm sure that most of Israel heard Moses' sermon and then went right back to working on the Sabbath and ignoring the neighbours' distress and eating meat beyond prescribed limits. 
but are we surprised? In another reading set for today, Jesus warns his disciples that following him will be difficult. Whoever doesn't carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple, he says. He describes how you'll find yourself in conflict with your family, your village, indeed your whole way of life. Because, he says, none of you can become my disciple if you do not give up all your possessions. And you'll find that in Luke chapter 14. For the modern Westerner, these words are a punch in the guts. They are a challenge beyond imagining. Our identities are bound up in our possessions. Our economy relies on consumer activity. We refuse to accept that our belongings possess us. And we cannot bear to be so at odds with our families and the dominant way of life. And so many walk away from Jesus. But choose life, urges Moses, full and flourishing life, according to Jesus. A life that's not hollowed out by envy and false gods and doing violence to our Pakistani neighbours or our own future. Choose right relationship with God, with land, with people. Choose simplicity. Choose collective action. Choose climate change mitigation. Choose lentils, not lamb. And turn paddocks into forest. Rewild the landscape. Choose living carbon capture. Choose a new imagination. Choose good. Choose God. See and cherish the beauty of the earth. Learn to tend and to serve the soil. Choose love for the air and the plants and the waterways. Choose justice. Choose human flourishing. For then you and your descendants shall live. Well, there's always more to read on our website at sanctuarybaptist.org. Sanctuary is funded entirely by members and supporters, and if you'd like to support the work of this little church, you can make a donation via PayPal, and you find the details for this on the website. This recording was made on the lands of the Pequorong people of the Eastern Ma Nation a land taken by force and never ceded, a land threaded by rivers and bounded by the sea. This has been a week of thunderstorms and rainbows and every wattle blazing yellow. The air has a new warmth, the frogs are alive and croaking, change is in the air. I pay my respects to elders past and present. The peace of the land be with us all. Amen.